for shirts or past events, artwork, go to zenbitchslap.com. Let's see, to get things underway, we'll have a reading. Uh, page 60, Paul. <clears throat> we'll start with these three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. C, that God could and would if he were sought. Being convinced, we were at step three, which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Just what do we mean by that? And just what do we do? The first requirement is that we must be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Most people will try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, the scenery and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor or action figure may sometimes be quite virtuous. He may also be, or he may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. And I think this leads right into self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Yes. You ready? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Nice to see you. Um, obviously, there's the one, our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventure before and after made clear three pertinent ideas. And so being convinced of is of these three things. Yeah, obviously. So the being convinced we were at step three is based, you're convinced of these three ideas, you know, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives. Now, I thought my unmanageability was caused by my drinking when I came in or my drug use. And then it was clear, it became clear pretty early on that uh, it was my managing that was causing the unmanageability. Yeah. So I think a lot of times this is what happens. Uh, we don't come into AA with good ideas, really. We come in for some reason, some light brings us there. I would call it that, you know, vague thing called grace. And then what comes under review are these old ideas that your life was based on. And my old idea, I truly believe that when I stopped if I stopped doing coke, I would stop acting out in certain ways. And then that was proven to be wrong because I did the same behavior without cocaine. So <laughs> there was just a whole cascade of having life revealed to me how wrong I was, <laughs> which was great in a way, because I got convinced that I was relying on a failed system. 
so that we were alcoholic, could not manage our own lives, that probably no human power could have relieved the alcoholism. I like that they keep it loose, but I would imagine they thought no human power could have relieved the alcoholism. They don't want to be so extreme, so they go, probably, yes. Yeah. Uh, but you and I are not the exception. That would be clear. <laughs> that God could and would if he were sought. Yeah. Yeah. No, being convinced we were at step three, which is what? We decided to turn our will and our life over to God as we understood him. So decided, I truly believe, is based on the fact that our will and our life wasn't under our control. It had already been taken over by the parasite. So basically, we were under the control of what you could call a lower power. And so all we could do, being in that condition, was to make a decision that we would like to turn it over to a higher power. <laughs> I mean, we, we would strongly like to, for some of us. And then what do we do and how? Well, you start doing the working steps, yeah? Four through nine. Yeah, that's simple. And, you know, the fourth should be written out, probably, yeah? pen to paper, like the, like they said. And if you just follow the instructions, the way they put them out, uh, it gives you a more, a sense of really uh, being part of the program. You know, you don't add your little uh, this and that to it. You just, you know, take pen to paper and start doing an inventory. And then if you have trouble knowing what an inventory is or anything, there's a guy called Joe and Charlie that put out a lot of information about the whole book, but the fourth step, and they, they actually have four column inventories, you can print and use them as a, as the template. Yeah. And then you just, you know, hopefully you're working with somebody and you start going, you know, doing a list of resentments, fears, and then harming, you know, and then looking at your sexual behavior, seeing, uh, you know, uh, the wrongs that were done based on your desire to get something, so to speak. So, uh, yeah. And then it, what's going to happen is uh, that's going to really galvanize the being convinced. And now suddenly your decision has some power. Yeah. So basically the higher power actually does come in and it's sort of like a little dog masquerading as a big dog the masquerade's over when a big dog shows up, yeah? So the big dog would be the higher power, and then hopefully the little dog rolls over to an extent that you can be, stay sober a day at a time. And then after a period of time, you'll be in the habit of being sober, just like you were in the habit of being drunk or loaded. You'll be in a new habit. And uh, I really like the, the definition of habit, which is an action without thought, yeah? which if the problem resides in the thought system, you don't want the thought system to have a lot to say about your sobriety. So if you follow our suggestions, do what we do, and we're, you're going to get what we got. Yeah, simple as that. So uh, he goes on and he goes off to the whole how and why of it. And he makes it clear that doing good can also be a self-centered thing. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. So he doesn't go into the, you know, ripping people off and doing this or doing that. He says you can be virtuous and kind and yet still be driven by the same thing, which is self-centeredness. What? Oh, yeah. And so basically... It's sort of like the, you know, the bad cop and the good cop. You're still getting whacked by the cop. Yeah. So, uh, and then of course it leads us to step three. And then we, because we have fulfilled the requirement, which is to be convinced of these three pertinent ideas, let's say, and that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. There are certain requirements as we process or progress or through progress. the the uh, program, and and they're pretty clearly defined here. We need to be convinced of these three things and then start recognizing that self-centeredness uh, is there with the good and the bad, yes? And uh, in a recognition of that, it should, and then now you have evidence based on your observing that uh, you came to believe something has done for you what you couldn't do for yourself concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. So you've observed the working of the higher power. You've decided, I want to turn my will and life over to that which is keeping me sober, let's say. And I've reached a point where there's certain requirements necessary that you need to be convinced of, and you hope you are, and then you launch into the course of action. And the course of action uh, starts dealing with the dilemma of powerlessness. And so now you start having power in your life. And if you've recognized, uh, usually when I experienced powerlessness is when I was trying to exert power I didn't have, like making people do what I wanted and this and that would always end me up very frustrated and, and <laughs> confused because I thought I had power when I didn't, yeah? So now that dilemma of powerlessness has been pretty much hopefully clarified. And when you admit your powerlessness, that's when you exert power or power is exerted through you and you stop experiencing powerlessness, yeah? Yeah. And that's the th really, uh, the logic of the solution is has a whole different taste than the logic of the problem, yeah? The logic of the solution is you have it by giving it away. When you're a Coke addict, uh, you don't see it that way. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna give your Coke away and say you have it. <laughs> you're gonna say you lost it, yeah? So there's a difference in logic and that, that new logic will keep popping up its head and you'll come to realize something is actually doing uh, for you what you couldn't do for yourself. And our observing of it is so, somewhat paradoxical. You can't understand it, and yet you start understanding it. Just like when you ran, run into a, someone who's new and you give them your ear for 15 minutes and they tell you their situation and it's like an airtight case, they are fucked, yeah? And then they're waiting for your great help about how you're going to get money or find a place to stay. And you go, go to a meeting. And their logic cannot get that. Their logic is, I need to get money. 
I have this, I got this. What the fuck? But you're actually giving them a, an av advice from a new logic, yeah? The logic of recovery. And I hope it's one of the first introductions because if they do go to the meeting, they start seeing that other shit differently, yeah? If they go out and keep managing it, they're going to come back again, yeah? Because their life is unmanageable. But if they go to the meeting, yeah, and then they listen and identify, they start seeing that what works. They get the results. So it's, it, they come to believe. And then uh, you truly get sooner or later that you have it by giving it away. It's beautiful. Yeah. All this stuff. So uh, then we do the step, the step three prayer, which, you know, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me to, and to do with me as thou will. Relieve me of the bondage of self, which to me is the key, that I may better do thy will. If, if, if was if self was you, how the hell are you gonna? How who is that you that's gonna be relieved of self? If self is you, how who is that you that's gonna be relieved of self? They're talking to something other than self. Yes, they're presenting this book to something other than self. And we're, with the hopes that we will see how self has defeated us, that we get a sense that we may not be that, hopefully, finally. So please relieve me of the bondage of self. What is the bondage of self? The act of being identified as self. Yeah. That's the handcuff that handcuffs us to self. And what administers and reinforces that handcuff is the thought system, truly, yeah? The system that's collating and, and, and uh, revising history all day. The, the system that's presenting false evidence as if it's real, yeah? That system that constantly keeps promoting what? Self over us, yeah? To the point we've taken ourselves to be self instead of us and now we're in a program because, because we're like the, the the prime examples of a life run on self-will cannot be successful so we enter a program and now we're going to have the program is going to do something through the program is going to do what we couldn't do for ourselves which is separate ourselves from self yeah and that's, that's called the relief of the bondage of self. <laughs> that's what we're asking for. We're praying for. Yeah. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. It's the first thing that's stated there. It says, please relieve me of the bondage of self. Now, if me was self, that would be a tricky thing. Eh? <laughs> but me is not self. There's a me that's bonded to self. And needs to be relieved of the bondage of self. Does that mean there's going to be no me? No. There's going to be a me that's not bound to self instead of a me bound to self. Yeah? 
One I feel is traveling lighter, the other is traveling heavy. Yeah, it's truly, yeah? To the point you're probably sooner or later the acting out or the drink or whatever is going to look good. Yeah, so relieve me of the bondage of self that I better do thy will. See, most people, I would think, even my head, relieve me of the bondage of self so I can enjoy that house in Malibu. You know what I mean? <laughs> or get everything I want or whatever. But really, the intention of this relief is that I may better do thy will, not self's will, thy will. Yeah? So there seems to be a ball game that has three participants. We're like a vague whatever audience, and then there's the higher power, and then there's self. Yeah, and there, the higher power doesn't play to the audience, but it will definitely support the audience if the audience loses interest in self. <laughs> it will. Yeah, it will. It will be the foundation of one's life. But if you want to go the other way, good luck. Yeah, good luck. But whenever you're done, this will be available. Yeah, and you won't need it. There won't be any punishment for you not taking advantage of it earlier. There's not going to be so much penance. Yeah, you're going to have to make amends and deal with life on life's terms. But hey, yeah, I think you're getting a good break here. So, yeah, so hopefully. And then when you arrive at me, at this higher power, I'm going to inform you that self has piggybacked along with you because you haven't seen the exact nature of the wrong. Even though you've been intimately defeated by it, you don't recognize you're identified as it. And we're going to clear that up. How are we going to clear that up? Yeah, We're going to look at self's manifestations and how self has defeated us through those manifestations so you see self as something other than you, finally. Yeah. And so then you get surrendered to the higher power. Yes? Self gets abandoned. You surrender. Self is abandoned. Not self surrendering and then having a transactional deal. I take it back when I want something. Oh, I, when this shit hits the fan, I surrender and I take it back. No, that's not the deal that's at hand. There's an abandoning of self, a surrendering of you. That's pretty good. Pretty good deal, I feel. But we got to get clear. What's you? What's self? Yeah. And then the higher power will become obvious. Yeah, it's not becoming obvious to self because the self wants to present itself as the higher power. Yeah, so we're going to get clear by doing what? An inventory. We're not looking as how you defeated you, how self has defeated us. Yeah, by just looking at its common manifestations. If you get really motivated, you can do the... 12 and 12 inventory later, which asks a lot more questions of self. <laughs> yeah. And then your whole, you know, the criminal's going to break down on the, on, on, in this, on the stand and then, you know, yell like the Jack Nicholson, you can't take the truth. Well, you'll take it, bro. <laughs> you'll see it fearless and thorough. You're not that. Yeah. And that's the relief of the bondage of self, truly.
The relief of the bondage of self is I've recognized what has defeated me has not been me. It has been self. Yeah. Me is what has been defeated. Self is what has defeated me. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I abandon self while I surrender to the higher power. So now self isn't going to direct me anymore. The higher power is. That is the better way. Trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yes. So it's in a weird way, the car comes to a conclusion that there's two possibilities of being driven, either by the higher power or the lower power. I've had enough evidence about being driven by the lower power. Any life or any car driven will not be successful by the lower power. So I've done the work. The chains have been broken. I'm aware. I've had a spiritual awakening. I have wake, woken up to this situation. Yes? And now everything has been reset. Now I'm being directed by the higher power, even though the lower power keeps broadcasting to me false, false evidence. I tend not to follow it, and I don't act out on it as much. So now I have a new regime being all-powerful. It's taking care of me. All I got to do is stay close to it. I can't be far from everywhere and do its works well. Well, follow the AA suggestions. They're pretty good. And then you can now you have a, an insurance policy. No matter what it looks like, you're going to be taken care of. Fucking test it. See what happens. I've you know, it's been tested for 34 years in this experiment. The conclusion is in that which I'm relying on is quite reliable. Hallelujah. Yes. So the whole thing may take a while, but it's one movement. It's away from trusting the infinite into trusting the infinite. That's all. And what does that look like? A loss of interest in self. It says it right here on page. We said it a little earlier on 63, I think, which is you're going to lose interest in self and gain interest in others, and you're going to see how to contribute to life instead of take from it. All this is the beginning of a new way. Yeah? So, now I want to talk about something about the daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spirit's condition. I truly believe I would write it a little differently. I would say the daily reprieve is contingent on, on, the, on the maintenance of a healthy mental condition, and that's by relying on self, on higher power or spirit, yes? So the spirit brings about a, a relief from the mental condition. So now the mental condition is being maintained, which is I'm, I'm sane concerning the first drink, yes? The sanity, the insanity that preceded the first drink has been shifted to an, a sanity. Yeah. And the spiritual condition keeps allowing this mental condition to be maintained. Yeah. I do not believe you maintain a spiritual condition. I don't think spirit has a condition unless you want to call it light or something. Yes. Or, I just don't think it has a condition like a liver or a kidney or throat, or, you know, your complexion. I just don't see it. So I truly believe that the maintenance of 
the mental condition, which is a reliance on the infinite, is what keeps us, uh, gives us a daily reprieve. Yes? It's the mental condition that needs to be maintained. When the mental condition is maintaining the mental condition, that's not maintaining a mental condition. That's being identified as a mental condition. Yeah? Yeah. So, humbly, that's my little... uh, my little rant today. Cool, Paul. Yeah, it seems almost uh, what's coming to mind for me is that there's no such thing as a spiritual sickness, that there's a mental sickness that happens when uh, surrender to spirit is, isn't available or doesn't seem available. Well, yeah, because there's been a surrender to, to mental. Yeah. So, See, that what we don't understand there's been a surrender before we surrender. Mm. There's been a turning one will, one's will and life over to the care of something else before we get to third, the third step. Mm-hmm. So that's what has to be negated by the working steps. The, the prior deal we had with the old employer has to be uh, canceled, so to speak, for the new employer deal to really take hold. Yeah, And we can't do that. Yeah. So there are, there's an admittance of our condition with the belief from step two that we're going to have a new condition yeah? yeah, by making this decision. So we tell the truth about the old condition, the old employer, and then we the working step sets off, let's say, the way of breaking the contract with the old employer so that you have a renewed contract with the new employer. Yes, in a way. So uh, just wanting it to be so is does it doesn't have the oomph to break the old contract. We need the working steps, four through nine. And then in a way that's broken the old contract. Now your life is based on a new contract. And then you keep looking at the old employer, keep trying to get into the you know, the store every day. (laughs) What can, what can overwhelm the future and the past is only the present. Yeah. When you're in the mental condition, the self, you're not seemingly in the present. You're out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Your head is mostly based on what's not happening. Yeah. What happens with the spiritual condition, it's totally based on a reality of now, here and now. And then it looks at the past and future from there. It doesn't look at the past and the future from the past and the future. It Mm -hmm. sees it from the present, and from it seeing it from the present, there's a recognition it's not happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it loses the power to override what's happening because the power is only derived when the power is sitting in the mental condition to override what's happening. When Mm -hmm. it's relying on the spiritual condition, or, or based on that, 
the present overrides the past and the future. <laughs> it does, it does, does, because it's happening. Yeah, it has that one quality the past and the future doesn't have, which it's actually happening right now. Yeah. So you're in you're not on you're not living yesterday's news and tomorrow's forecast. You're right in you're on you're in real time, so to speak. Yes. You're here. You're, you're awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If there and then keeps talking about there and then, that's just more there and then. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. There's a yeah, famous I... there's a famous download called called The Course of Miracles, where it says basically why a lot of the stuff's happening is, is you, you see only the past. Yeah. That's looking through the mental glasses, yeah. That's the only thing it sees is the past, and then it projects it as a future. And where it's doing it is right now. Yeah. So right now, an aspect of what we call us, I don't think it's us, the, an aspect of the mental condition is dwelling on the past and or the future right now in the present. So its present occupation has nothing to do with res responding to the present. It has a lot to do with reacting to what was and what it believed is going to be. Yeah? That's an interpretation of life, isn't it? Yeah. That is not a living of life. That is an interpretation of life. And you're not interpreting it. Self is. Self is interpreting our life for us. Yeah, and just feeding our fucking news feed all day with a lot of false evidence that seems to keep appearing real to us. Yeah. You're not going to get out of that as that. The solution is you're not in it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, you said something like that last week, where you, and it really landed for me, where you said, stop interpreting. And that was so powerful in the moment that, like, so much of what's going on in the mind is an interpretation of reality. And it's like, a cure for that is to do an inventory as opposed to interpretation. Like, they seem to be on two sides of the, uh, two sides, of, or they're, they're opposing. Yeah, they're diametrically opposite. Yes. That's why when we were, when I was working with young people, you know, newcomers, I would give them a, just a basic inventory right from the get go and just inventory what you actually did. Mm. Woke up at 8.15. All right. Then you showered. Then you had a coffee and ate something. Then you went to wherever or whatever. Yes. And then have that written and then remember the narrative that was going on at the same time. Did it have anything to do with what you were actually doing? No, it didn't. Yeah, you can get your own example so it's more intimate. You'll see the head is yapping about fucking shit that sometimes you recognize it. If you, if you really have a nice fine pair of glasses, you'll say, loop from 1972 <laughs> so it's playing the same loop over and over again it doesn't have an infinite amount of loops it has a finite amount 
And we keep falling for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how many uh yeah, how many relationships that you believe never worked do you have to go through to finally look at the one constant, which was you? You were the one who was in all those relationships. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was different because it had a different name. No, it wasn't. You'll see it was pretty much the same every fucking time. Until it starts changing because your life now is getting directed by something other than self. Most of my healing... Well, I say all of the healing was from self, not through or as self. It was from self. I mm -hmm. got relief. I, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> in this case, there's a disease, and then the doctor that's talking about the disease is part of the disease. Yeah. Self is evaluating and, and diagnosing itself all day. Yeah. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah. yeah. What occurred to me are buy different ointments, you know? Yeah. You to get to the real cause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from here it seems that the mental state doesn't even see it it doesn't even see from here either. Like when it's looking at the past or looking at the future, it's looking at it from a copy of the past that if it were to have a, an honest assessment or, or to see things clearly, it would see that this moment right now is absolute freedom. And that none of that, none of what, none of its assessment of the past from the past or the future from a, from a, a dreamy, a dreamlike future is, is pertinent to this moment. Like, yeah, but Jacob, self doesn't want freedom. Right. It wants bondage. Right, right. It's like yeah, a parasite. Right. It talks a good game, but it's not interested in it unless it's involved. So if you want to be free as self, it will sign up for that. If you want freedom <laughs> from self, there's going to be a lot of resistance. Sure. It's just, I mean, that should tell you a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, why do people who are quite adept of taking fearless inventories of others all fucking day have a huge problem doing an inventory on themselves. Hmm. Really. And with the expectation, someone's going to listen to you for five, six hours sometimes. I mean, who wouldn't want that? You're trying to get that at a bar stool every fucking time. Yeah, you're going to get someone who's not going to butt in or tell their story. I mean, it's the perfect audience. You think you'd be done in a day. Shit, sign me up. Get, I want to reserve six hours. This is going to be good. Why is there so much resistance? Because the parasitical movement, self doesn't want to be revealed. If you look at your life, you know, you're going to see its life. Yeah. It doesn't want that information out. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't. So you see... Fourth step and ninth step, a lot of people go out around those, yeah? So obviously, fourth step is an inventory on self, yeah? And then ninth step is the self's whole, one of its main links of the bondage is you getting bound to the past. 
by trying to avoid responsibility for shit that you don't feel very happy about it happening, yeah? Never recognizing you were driven to do that behavior, not by you, but by self. So what happens when you show up and clear up the past, you weaken its main plank of bondage. It doesn't want that to happen. It wants you to keep moving from a, to a different state when you, uh, you know, you've done something that hurts someone else's feeling. It wants to, it dominates us by the running away or avoiding the past that it's made up. It's amazing. Yeah. The biggest relief I truly, I felt I got was the ninth step because I really felt that my life that had been auctioned off came back. Yeah. I mean, there was more of me, less of self. There was more of me there. Really? I mean, like, it was almost as if there was a big vacant hole and then it was filled up by the immense, it, it was. I felt alive at the ninth step, yeah? I was coming back to life and I, yeah, yeah. So instead of your life being auctioned off of all these things you want to avoid or not deal with or shit like that, then you become like a, like a storage, you know, a storage uh, with all the windows down. It gets fucking dusty and stale in there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so you keep the door shut on it and it runs you. This is, hey, we're not going to, you know, dwell on it. With the, yes, we're going to come to peace with it. That's the last thing self wants. <laughs> for you to be at peace with your past. It's the last thing. It's the last fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Its hold is mostly based on time, worrying about a future from it and then regretting a past from it. Yeah. So self doesn't want to be free. Sure. It doesn't. It wants to be free as self, which is another form of bondage. That's why it describes this thing of being virtuous and kind as another form of bondage. Most people don't see that. They think, oh, it's only when I'm bad and selfish and shit like that. But no, it's got the whole spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a rude awakening for many people because they think I'm just going to be good and that should do it. <laughs> I'm going to have 15 sponsees do all this and do that. And then they have a nervous breakdown because then, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I'm going to try self, to get somebody else in here. Self is not so much. Hold on, Jacob, for a second. Self is not so much about what happens it's the claiming of whatever happens to reinforce the idea of self, yeah? Now it's easier for it to claim in certain behaviors, but it will learn how to do it with all behaviors, virtuous ones and kind ones, <laughs> yeah? Because it's, it's a parasitical movement. It adapts to our condition as best it can and, mm -hmm. and supplants our condition with its condition. Even when we start changing everything, it adapts. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, all right, I'll give you all this. You'll be sober, but you're still going to be wedded to what you did when you were out there. So people with 30 years of sobriety are still filled with remorse and guilt. Mm-hmm. But still has the long arm of the past that's still fucking with you. Got you by the balls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it in all its glory. Yeah, I have. I've seen it from the tip of the nose to the end of the tail. Nothing else has been revealed for quite a while. I'm open to it. But I it's not a it's not an infinite thing. It's finite, yeah. And it's you be, you best come to see it by checking out its patterns. That's why we do the inventory. You look at the patterns of how self-defeated you, you get a clearer picture than dwelling on the specifics, yeah? You see the pattern of it because it's like a machine in a sense, yeah? If it's interested in something and it's living through you, its manifestations are going to be around that topic. So if you're interested in saving your face instead of your ass, you're going to have a lot of resentments about pride, self-esteem, relationships with others yes because wherever self is it's it shits its manifestations yeah so you recognize the self by the manifestations of it so when you get to the scene of the crime there won't be you won't be seeing a self but you'll see the resentments the anxieties and this shit and they can be attributed to the manifest their self yeah that's relying or trusting self is allowing those manifestations. Self-reliance is the cause of fear and anxiety. It says it right in the book. The diagnosis is on page 67, I think. Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? It's that simple, yeah? So everyone thinks fear is such a cause of so many things, but fear is caused by self-reliance. I would say anxiety, really. Fear is a valid emotion. It's meant to come up when there's an apparent threat. What the head does, the self does, it mimics fear with mental anxiety. It has you worried as if you're under attack now based on a future or past fucking ideation, so to speak. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And the only way we've put up with it for so long is we've been calling it us, really. We've been paying therapists to listen to about it (laughs) instead of recognize and try to get it to have some kind of rational re-fucking sponsor. And it's not going to go there. Yeah. (laughs) We spend thousands of dollars to appease self to maybe give us a break without knowing it, yes? Because we believe it's us, yeah? But it isn't. Just recognize it. It's not going to be a service animal. It's not going to be your pet. It's, it's, uh, it has a nature of its own, which is parasitical in a way. It moves in a certain way to take a life that it doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't blame it. It's just, it's, uh, but you can see it. Yeah. 
and then and then maybe lose the delusions you have around it like oh it's going to be my amigo or something it's not it's, it's not it's it doesn't it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever you know we're just trying to put out an idea with the hopes that that idea will lead to some more lightness yes yeah What do you say we try to get some other folks in here? Oh yeah, um, more. Thanks. Sorry for the rant, but no, no, that was great. Just uh, I went to a meeting yesterday morning, uh, a live meeting, and uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you're at a meeting and. Uh, someone starts speaking about their thoughts and their feelings. And then they say, well, it's so amazing that so many of you, you know, you seem to have this, the same thoughts and the same feelings. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And what, what, what? And then before the leap happens, they fall back in, in the individuality of it. Oh, these are my thoughts. That mm -hmm. makes the same thought completely different when it's called your thought. No, they're thoughts, yeah? Alcoholic thoughts, yeah? That are producing or being used to produce a sense of personalness that's not there, yeah? They're thoughts, a stock system that we're all listening to, yet when we listen to it, here it's called K-Paul, there it's called K-Jacob, there it's called K-Kathy, but it's the same propaganda channel, basically, yeah? presenting false evidence to false evidence, knowing that when this is still the false evidence, it can fucking produce, it can say the most outlandish shit, and this will take it to be true. Because it, it's preaching to the choir. It's preaching false evidence to something that's based on false evidence. Mm. So we clear this up, and then you have the eyes to see the false evidence. You can't see the false evidence from false evidence. Yeah. yeah. You can't. You can go over it. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to. You're going to probably do it because you're going to be compelled by what you think is true. And it ain't. Yeah. So let's get clear about this false evidence before we go into the whole what is a what's false evidence? What? Yeah, let's see this. We're we're living from a basis of false evidence. Yeah, we're living from the basis that what I did when I was loaded, I did. That's false evidence. You were used for transportation. You were driven. Yeah, you were driven. You are not the driver, yet we live under the shame and guilt of being the driver that we never drove to. We were driven there by what had taken us over, yes or no? Where's the freedom from that? Because we're bound to this idea of being the doer. No matter what happens, if it came through us, I did it. This is the bondage of self. When is that going to be? When are you going to be relieved of that? You are right now. 
shit. Yeah. That's called I see only the past. Mm. Yeah. I look at my recovery and I give great grace and gratitude to the higher power, but I don't see a lower power did through me what I would never have done by myself. Mm -hmm. All I can see is sometimes a higher power doing through me what I couldn't do for myself. But I'm not giving any fucking accountability to the lower power that did through us what we would never have done by ourselves. Where's there? I don't see any of that. I see a lot of the gratitude. That's great. But let's, let's be, let's put, let's apply accountability to, to where it's deserved, which is something took us over before the higher power took us over. Amen. We were living under another power, whatever you want to call it, for quite many, many, many years. And it led us to do a lot of shit we wouldn't come up with. We wouldn't have. I'm not, I'm not, you know, crawling around the rug looking for imaginary cocaine. You know? Yeah. I'm not sitting here devising a way to swindle something out of somebody so I could get something. I'm not. Yeah. Did I have to work hard not to do that? No. I just had to change the director of the whole event. Yeah, and I can't change that. So I do the AA program and it gets changed. I'm not hope I'm not strategizing other people's demise anymore. <laughs> you know, I have better things to do, which is nothing. <laughs> There's a whole we got two hands up. What? We got two hands up. Um, All right, bring the two hands. Yeah, we got Bruce coming in first. All right. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, Paul, right now, I feel right in the middle of it all right now. Like everything's caving in on me. Yeah, the whole, you know, following this meeting, trying to self feeling like the self is trying to apply the steps like okay you got time to make amends with your daughters you know at our age I'm 68 I think you are too you know and all the siblings and you know my time is coming and you know all the fine and being in the middle of uh, the condition uh, worldly conditions let's say and it's just uh, I feel like I'm at the top of a ferris wheel upside down scared shit and yeah that's you know the self i'm feeling a compassion for self you know not that others don't go through 100 times more hell every day but you know being present here with all of you but anyway you know i don't know so whether self makes an, an inventory and attempts to make an amends, extend them an amends. Not that there was any wrong done. Um, so yeah, you, you see where my head's at as I'm sharing. So I don't know if you have any words for me. Thanks everyone. 
Well, here's a a pause, and then stuff will download. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, it's best for that desire to know to be thwarted, really, and just see what, and you'll find out. Well, I feel like I've I've shared, you know, any amount of whatever wisdom experience totally with and then now i'm feeling like just nowhere you know i don't know so a feeling of alone but it's it's more of a loaning a loaning for and i don't know what for and it's, you have the space to sit in that uncertainty yeah and that's fine bro eh? and here, yeah here i am yeah and then or here uh, we are sorry about that here we are yeah there's others writing it out hmm? you know here, um here in the meeting and uh you know at least i don't feel alone in that in that sense by being here now okay yeah, let the let the next fellow go. I'm um, I'm listening. You know, it's all being spoken directly to my spirit, or you know, me as we as we share. So thanks again, everyone. And remember, Bruce, this is a community, so we're ha very happy that you're sharing. And there's a lot of support here, as uh, seeming action figures. <laughs> so. Take advantage of it, yeah, as you have by sharing, yeah. All right, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I think you said something like this, Paul, but there is a, a longing for something that's unknown that's kind of at the root of kind of at the root of it all and that longing for home and sometimes that can feel that emptiness can feel so alienating at times but really like if if we go inward there's there's nobody longing there's just that that longing is there and we can take solace in that yeah and it's trust the process also mm. The process uh, is all encompassing. Every moment of every day is part of the process that I feel the design for living is concerned with. Yeah, mm. it's living and that's going on for all of us. And sometimes obviously the processes are different and change, but I always feel like I'm in good hands. Yeah. And I think that's a, I love that sense of assurance while stuff's occurring because a lot of the stuff when they, when they first started to happen in recovery, I thought I had been successfully avoiding a lot of shit for years. And, but I opened up to it and I was so much better for it that it got me in a different habit over time that I see things as invitations, even though they may be uncomfortable or 
uncertain, there's an invitation there. And I've answered a lot of them and I'm happy with the uh, results. So it has me in that sort of posture over the years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that vague sense that can be very specific at times that you're in mm. good hands is, uh, to me, is a very uh, reassuring condition because I know that. Even though the head wants me to know something else, I know that underneath, yeah? yeah. And sometimes what, what sort of dispels what's here is underneath it, not, not added to it, but underneath it, yeah? So you see it from a pause, and it's much more revealing than trying to apply, let's say, an affirming, an affirming idea on it. You just see the, the vacuousness of it, and it drops, yes? From what? Pause. Yeah. yeah. That's why a lot of times at these talks, we don't give answers, because the answer is echoing there underneath it. It's not to be found after the problem, it's before it, yeah? Mm. Yeah. In other words, whatever condition we're in is a previous condition. We are, yeah? Mm. Not bad. And I feel the real reliance is on that previous condition we are when we're in a, a lot of other conditions. Because <laughs> there will be, yeah? yeah? I'll tell you something right today. I had an experience of it. I woke up and uh, I was doing some stuff, sitting down, stretch, stretching out and everything. And I have a leg from that car accident that's damaged, severely damaged, the right leg, the lower part of it mostly, yeah? So I, I got up and it really hurt, really hurt. And like something was off. And I said, all right, you know, so, then I just walked it and I started to try and favor the other leg all unconsciously. Yeah. And basically I was in a state that I'm in a lot of times. I'm powerless, you know, mm -hmm. the leg has its own thing. <laughs> I can't. And then it just corrected itself. It was awesome. Just corrected itself. So the next few steps, I still took it gingerly, even though it had corrected itself because mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. And then, mm -hmm. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, the, and I have no idea how it's working in there. I don't. I have no idea, really. I don't know what to do. And that's my, that's my, that's the sweet spot in a way. So yeah. just, okay. And then it just corrected itself. And I, I acted like it hadn't for a few steps. And then I got confident again. And this is, because of the damage I went through, it's a crapshoot like every day. <laughs> it's not like I just get up and my legs are the legs I've been, I know about yesterday and the day before. No, it's their volatile conditions that can change. Yeah. And they seem to have a great effect on the action figure, mobility and stuff. So, and yet, the same principle is there, you know? I admit I have no idea what's going on. And then and then it works out, it worked out, it's been awesome. So I, uh, very, very painful, and now it hasn't been painful at all. 
Very cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the principle is the same. Yeah. I feel the solution is always under the problem, not after it in a way. Yeah. And I feel like we've been introduced, there is a solution. So when we meet a problem, if we have that in place underneath, there is a solution. It brings a different way of looking at the problem, yes? Because mm -hmm. most people think the problem shows up, it's real. They don't have a basis of reality all day, which is this underlying spiritual condition. Yeah, so instead of getting measured by the weight of the world, it gets measured by the weight of the spirit. And then what you didn't think you could live through, you can live through. Yeah, shit happens. Yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and some, and nothing, the depth or the height of anything can't get lower or higher than this, the spirit's condition. Yes? Nothing can get lower than it. Nothing can get higher than it. It's pretty cool, really. Yeah. So does that mean I don't want to get up in the morning? No. I just wake up and you see what happens. <laughs> That's all you can do. If it went really bad, I would have would have had it done something else, like probably nothing and then see what happened. Then, you know, if it didn't work, then you go here and there. Yes, but... But the attitude is exactly the same. Yeah. And that's what's really, I feel, established in this life is the attitude I have about things is the same quite a lot. And it's coming hopefully before things. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I really truly believe the theme of the program is something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Truly, I think. And what happens is if you start getting that, you just expand what you can't do for yourself, really. <laughs> just so, so you let that power do more, you know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't rush into the, into the, you know, the battle. You sort of pause. Yeah. This works so far. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. And it allows an enjoyment of peace of mind, which is cool. Yeah. 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 Sometimes the peace of mind is really that it's not working and agitated so much. That's, yeah. It's more like almost like a, a velocity thing or an uh, uh, RPM thing. When it ramps down, it's that there's a peace in it that it doesn't demonstrate when it's really fucking managing and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's almost like a mechanical peace of mind that's available. It's RPM isn't like 800. It's running at 150 or something. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think he can get into a new set. It's, it's set into a new groove. It's not amped up to 700 RPM. It's new, like, it's like when you work on a motor, the old days, you can fix the carburetor, right? You can play around with the, the amount of oxygen and shit and fuel it takes in, and you can change it, and it, and you can change the idle. And I feel what AA does, it allows a, a change of the idle of the mental condition. 
So it's idling at a slower rep, yeah? And there's just a, a, me a mechanical piece from that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice slow. little rumble. Yeah, and then you're, because your breath sometimes matches the RPM of the head, so your breath is deeper, which is important for oxygen. And usually when you're in anxiety, obviously your breath is much shorter, yeah? Mm -hmm. And some people aren't even breathing. And they go together. So the one thing that's very dependent is the brain's activity and the breath. They're very closely, yeah? So yeah. when you, that's why when you're flipping out, if you took take a five or 10 deep breaths, and then drop your shoulder because usually your shoulders would be like this without you knowing it's just simple there'll be a change of the condition like that mm -hmm. yeah if you have a heavy brain condition or head condition add a deeper breath and it will bring about an ease just on the mechanical level it will yeah you watch if you just if you walk during your day if you just dropped it you'll see that the head's sucking up your shoulders. It's bringing up, it is, it's trying to suck the whole thing up here. <laughs> and then if you just do a simple dropping, you'll feel different. And if you're feeling different, you'll see things differently, yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is about the maintenance of the mental and physical condition, which I really believe is what's the daily reprieve, it's, it's not based on those things, it's based on a spiritual recognition, but what gets maintained is the mental and the physical and stuff, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think you need to maintain a spiritual condition. <laughs> I think it does quite well maintaining itself. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, all right, anyone else, Jacob? Sorry, I'm going off, I'm not sorry. No. Just I love it. Fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have any other hands right now, but Walter had a hand up for a second. I don't know if Walter, if you want to come in. He took a couple of breaths. That's why he dropped it. So no, his question must have been answered. A lot of people, seriously, this is just physical stuff. Just take 10 breaths, deeper mm. breaths, really, because the capacity of the lungs are being underused. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously a feeling of, of physical aliveness has to do with oxygen to the brain a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And that happens through the breath transfer. So, you know, yeah. Yes. So if you're getting older, I'm going to give a, this isn't about the program. I'm give, giving you a suggestion how to maintain a better health physically is through, ment is through breathing. Just simple, get a book on pranayama. You don't have to go through the heavy stuff or breath control. Just take a couple of those exercises, incorporate them in your daily thing and you'll feel a little better and you'll have more physical clarity. There you go, that's my suggestion. I've used it, I've been doing it for 30 something years. I can't use much my legs, so I have to sit. So I do a lot of breathing, not a lot of breathing, but I do breathing. And I feel uh, they were warning me years ago that I had uh, COPD, whatever. I've never had any effects from that. I feel because I just been, I do breathing exercises. Yeah. 
I mean, not like, you know, fucking just simple. Yeah. This, just do four or five of them. There's reverse breathing, baby breathing. It'll help. Seriously, if you want. Sorry, you didn't ask for it, but I'm giving a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think what we're going to do is put out a video on Zen Bitslap. I'm going to record one of my workouts. Maybe it'll be uh, helpful. Hey. Yeah, because my my body got really compromised getting run over and, of course, the drug use and everything. Tons of shit. <laughs> and I was very ill for years, mm -hmm. like chronically ill for years in sobriety. Mm. And then life brought about a change in that. And I've been incredibly grateful for so many years. I've had pretty good health. Yeah, when I didn't have for many years. And uh, that's where the maintenance goes. I don't maintain a spiritual condition. I try to maintain a physical one a little. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you are a spiritual condition, truly. Mm -hmm. I think if there, if, if the, if, and the basis of real mental health is a loss of interest in self, <laughs> that's my feeling and self can't do that. So you learn how you learn how that's done. Yeah. By recognizing you can't do it. Self can't get out of self. So, so yeah. The loss of interest in self in me, for me is based on it's not me. And then that allowed a migration of interest away from that obsessive nature to life. Yeah. And I'm more engaged in the living than I am with the interpretation of it. Yeah. Now, but I was completely the interpretation of it earlier. Yeah. Literally. So, yeah. All right. Well, say goodbye. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, Paul. Like in the middle of a free sample right now, just, uh, just my attention <laughs> is below the feet and I really, yeah, I'm feeling like I feel like the body is floating right now. It's, uh, just that, that attention on what's underneath and the spiritual condition as underneath, like so often, I think the, the attention goes upward with the spirit, like trying to focus on the clouds or with God. And you feel yourself very much underneath when, when that focus is there. But just with the simple focus of what's going on underneath my feet or underneath these feet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. The, it's us, they always used to use the, uh, the imagery of the ocean, you know. Mm. No matter how chaotic the surface is, the bottom is quite calm. Yes. So yeah. the surface doesn't affect the bottom, but truly the bottom can affect the surface. Yeah. It's just the nature of things. Yeah. It's uh, most of the time we're trying to answer something from after it. Yeah. We're trying to rebut or, 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 or deny self, but it's really before it because mm -hmm. we are we are that which is before this idea of self. Yeah. Yeah. So.
but it loves to trumpet that it's the only one. Yeah. So when it arrives, there's nothing that it will allow to be seen before it, but there's a lot before it. <laughs> I think it's the unsuspecting resource. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks for the keep floating. It's fine. <laughs> Great. Yes. Kathy, nice to see you, Kathy L. Yes. Nina, as always, thank you so much. Got this be with Nina a little while ago down in Venice. John S. in Florida. There you go. We got Kelly. Nice to see Kelly. There she is. Virginia in the UK. Nice to see you, Virginia. We got Maria. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Maria. Deborah, as always. Yep. Mickey, the matriarch. Did you see Leah yet, Mickey? Not yet. I can't hear you, but I got it. Yeah. No, I haven't seen her yet. Oh, she was. My internet was out, and oh, yeah. and and so I don't know if she tried to contact me or not. Oh, all right. I she 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 will. I'm sure. I saw her Saturday. It was nice. Very nice. I know. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very good. All right, Walter, there he is. The man with a question, then without a question. That was good. Roman, as always. Nice to see you, Roman. Jack G, <clears throat> Cape Town somewhere. Kerry in Hawaii, always a pleasure. Jeffrey, Seattle, driving around. Oliver, Berlin, thank you. Thank everyone for their uh, support also to uh, keep my lifestyle lavish as it was, yeah. Uh, Steve Cole, SD, San Diego. There he is, Chris from Mammoth Lakes. Yeah. Nice to see you, Chris, all's well? Yeah, oh, great, good. Jesse? Jess L from Ireland, Senna, Bruce, remember Bruce, uh, yeah, you're a lifetime member of zenbitchlap.com. It has a lot of fringe benefits. I don't know any of them, but I believe they're there and you're a part of our community. Yes, yeah, yeah. You don't walk alone, alone, my friend. Don't worry. We got uh, David B. with the with the stone tower. Nice. Uh, I got at these folks. We've got oh, King Baby has appeared. Nice to see him, Elysio. We got Alex on the phone. Miranda, Eddie, Bruce. Uh, I think it's Gil. Yep, I think that's it. We got I got everyone else. Hey, thank you everyone for coming. Uh we'll be here. We're here today at 4:30 Pacific time. Another meeting, not on primarily recovery, but an idea of non-duality. 
that's at 4.30 Pacific. Same path. I just go on to the Zenbit Slap events and there's no password. Just hit the link and someone will be there. I think it's going to be Nina today. No, <laughs> I got to I gotta be there, I guess. I'll figure I, it out. You, we'll, we'll figure it out. He'll yeah, be yeah. back. He'll be, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. See everybody. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thank yeah. you all.